Three, two, one, roll the footage! Welcome back to the Strategy Sprints podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And today, my guest is a video marketing creator, trainer, and advocate, currently working on comprehensive online training to train up videographers in-house so companies can make better use of video. Welcome, everybody. David Kilkelly. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? Thanks for inviting me on. It's good to see you. Excited to have you here and to discuss with you why content creation is timing right content for the right stage of the funnel. Yes. Uh, yeah, always a useful and valuable thing. So um, I suppose I, I've been working with video I, I, actually for about 30 years, um, which probably shows my age a little bit too much. But uh, I did it at school. I did it at college. Um, I taught it for 15 years at a university. I set up my own company seven years ago. and so And here we are. You sold your own company. Tell tell us no, about. I set up my own company. So I, I left education in 2014, and I set up a video production company, and we uh, make a lot of content for businesses, uh, social media content, campaign content, that kind of thing. And um, but we've all I've always been really interested more in the in the video marketing side of it. So we create the content, but we also really like to think about who's going to watch it, where it's going to be and uh, what purpose you know what the purpose behind the video is and what its function is and and it, and it and you know it's a multifaceted thing now video has been used in lots of different ways and that's i think one of the most important things to do is to think about what it exactly is and where you're going to use it and who's going to see it and this is right now in the pandemic so relevant because what else are you going to do with all this uh, time in your lockdown create content but now what we can learn from you and video obviously video and audio is strong and it's easy to produce so there are no excuses and uh, but we will learn from you now in which stage of the funnel to create which kind of videos and of content can you walk us through through that yeah so i suppose um you know what you've got to think about these days is you know if you go back 10 years or, or 20 years, there weren't really many platforms for you to, to place the, the video that you've made. So a lot of the time, we were, if you made a corporate video, it would just be circulated internally for people to watch. Uh, it was either that or TV, and there wasn't really anything else. And then, of course, social media came along, and they've all introduced video in different ways. Um, and But it's not just social media. It could be uh, YouTube. And I, I don't generally include YouTube as social media because it's not. It's a, it's a search engine. Um, and, and we'll maybe talk about that a bit more in a second. So, but, but what you essentially have now is, is you know, pe because people are online more, because they are starting to find more business online, and this certainly this last 12 months we've all got used to communicating online, that we now have to start thinking about um, the different stages of that journey for people. So, you know, are, are you on social media where you've maybe got an audience of a few hundred or a few thousand people and, um, you know, that's one place? Or are you talking to a customer 
who's just about to buy something and that's another place? Or are you in that kind of middle of the, what we call the funnel, the middle of the conversation where maybe the content or the, the, the media you're using is different again? So all of those different kind of places need different content. If you throw a sales video at someone on social media, they'll just ignore it. So you have to think more strategically about what you create and where you put it. Super cool. And right now, we have so many possibilities, right? We can go YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, but we have to think funnel first and then which stage and then what to create. So what's your what's, what's your general idea of a funnel? Is it awareness, engagement, ready to buy, buy? Um, yes, essentially, that's the classic kind of funnel. So, you know, you have those kind of different stages where somebody discovers you and then uh, where they maybe then follow you and then you maybe move them onto an email list and then eventually they come through to kind of purchasing. And, that, and, you know, that starts off with a lot of people and comes down to just a few at the end of that process. And, you know, that's a kind of classic marketing funnel that people have, have spoken about in marketing for years and years and years. Um, I think what we've kind of realized and looked at and done over the last few years is figured out how you work video into that funnel and what the type of video is at the different stage, at each different stage. So for example, we might consider um, social media as fairly close to the top of the funnel. It's not completely at the top of the funnel because you have to have followers first in order to communicate with those followers. But each social network does have a component built into it that allows you to reach new people. So, for example, if you look at something like LinkedIn, if I post a video on LinkedIn, immediately it goes out to my followers. So I've got about three or 4,000 followers on LinkedIn. Those people will see it. Not all of them, but most people will see that. The better the content is at that stage, the more people will see it because the algorithm favors that content and it shows it to more people. If people start to engage with it, then it shows it to more people, you get better reach. What also happens though at the same time is that um, it, it, if someone comments on that video, it'll be shown in their feed to their audience. Mm. So that's the viral capacity of social media. It then opens it up to their audience. So the more people you have engaging and commenting and watching that, the bigger that audience gets. So the, the content at the top of the funnel there needs to be something that's gonna get the engagement and gonna get people clicking and liking and talking about it. So it needs to be really, really engaging at the top. Mm. Um, and then when you move further down the funnel, you don't necessarily want that kind of content anymore because actually what you're starting to do now in the middle is say, look, you know, we have services, we have ways we can help you um, and you wanna be providing there a little bit more value. Um, so that's maybe where you start to think about um, explaining what you do, solving problems, making a slightly more longer form content. So, you know, that's an example of two different places in the funnel where the content might be different. Yeah. And at the very end, you just lead to one action. Uh, yes. Oh, um, so, uh, okay. So let, yeah. I, I, I can give you a, a real world example if you want. So I've just, I mean, we've been reviewing our kind of social channels over the last a uh, couple of months and and this is this is the way we do it now so linkedin is really a social channel is really good for the for the reasons i've just explained mm -hmm. um so we now focus like high level kind of engagement on linkedin um and then what we're using uh youtube for youtube is generally a slightly different format uh than most social channels so social channels are really suited to small bite-sized pieces of content mm -hmm. youtube prefers longer now longer form content and they reward um businesses or, or they reward channel owners and youtubers for the amount of time that is watched 
mm. not views anymore, but how much people actually watch the videos. So if you put a 20 minute video up on YouTube and get people to watch all of it, you're getting more points from YouTube than if you put up a two minute video and you and you get more people watch, uh, you know, you get a higher number of views, for example. So YouTube is actually a better place for kind of what I call more middle of funnel content where you're actually going into depth on some issues. Mm -hmm. um, also, YouTube is a search engine essentially. So rather than having a passing audience like you might do in a, in a Facebook feed or in a LinkedIn feed, you're actually driving people through search to those to those videos. So you optimize them in a different way and the content is different. So, uh, and, and because it's longer form, because you're getting into depth with that, that there is more persuasive than maybe a fun video on LinkedIn that's just getting heaps and heaps of people to watch it. Mm. So LinkedIn or, or Facebook as the, as the be beginning of the funnel and then bringing them to YouTube, staying with them, going in depth. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so, so for example, LinkedIn's only got a 10 minute limit. You can't put more than 10 minutes of video up on LinkedIn anyway. So it doesn't really value that kind of longer form video. Um, you've got to think about where people are when they're buying into this content. So most social media sites, people do what we call snacking and they'll just kind of like flick into it for a couple of minutes in between a coffee break or it's, you know, when they're on the train or something like that. Whereas people go, because um, YouTube is a search engine, essentially it's intent driven. So people, when people go to search uh, on YouTube, they are actually trying to find the answer to something. So it's much more like the strategy that you'd use for a blog post um, or you know, an SEO-driven kind of activity than necessarily what you do on a social media channel. There's two different kind of ways that people approach that content. And when they're looking for it with intent, they're much more likely to spend 15 minutes of their time watching it than if they're on a social channel and they're just checking in quickly. Absolutely. I want to know so much more about your funnel strategies after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. So we heard just right now, LinkedIn, YouTube combination. What else do you do you currently work on with your clients that we can we can learn from? Uh, you mean in terms of the kind of uh, what I'm doing personally or? So, yeah, some examples so, um, of, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, at the moment, we're, well, like I say, we, we've historically produced a lot of videos uh, for businesses. More recently, we've been doing uh, training because one of the reasons people, um, you know, one of the things that people or businesses struggle with is creating lots of content. And we've got to a place now where, it's no good to just have one hero piece and spend all of your budget on that for the year because you know people watch it and they're like great thanks very much what's next and you've spent your budget on one video so you know we've been looking at ways of enabling businesses to create that ongoing conversational content that you need with video so you're producing something every week every month and um so, so we've now focused more on training to help people do that. So our latest thing is uh, online training for businesses to basically train their videographer, either somebody in team uh, who's already there, who wants to up their skills into video, or somebody maybe that they're recruiting as a new recruit that they just want to train up. So that's where our focus is at the moment. Oh, yeah, this is so important. And I remember my first year, it was like, I don't know, four years ago, three years ago, when I started doing my first videos because I, I had to record them for, for, for clients. And, 
and then oh that was so many things to learn you watch into a camera and not a real person it's a different kind of who, yeah. who you picture when in in your head when you talk to them and then all these lights the first time now i'm i'm used to all these lights but the first time you have all these lights it's like mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and, and the tone do you do your normal voice because you are at home you are just talking so normal voice or stage voice like if you are on a TED stage all these things and also what do you wear your 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 surroundings the whole the branding elements there is so many things to consider at the beginning it's overwhelming yeah absolutely I mean we, we break it down into different kind of chunks so there's the what we call pre-production, which is the planning and the thinking and kind of making sure you've got the right ideas, mm. but also really at that stage, understanding some of the things that I've been talking about already, like who you're talking to and where you're going to put this video. So that really changes at the beginning what you're going to do and helps you give, give you some direction. Then you've got the production elements, which is, yeah, using the camera, some lights, some sound, making sure all of those things are good, but also how do you actually present it or if you're doing an interview, for example, how do you ask, ask the questions? Um, how do you kind of form the story? All that kind of stuff. And then there's post-production as well, obviously, which, which is editing and putting titles on and making it look nice, but also the publishing of that content. So how do you upload it to the right social channels in the right way? How do you do subtitles so that people can watch it with a sound off if it's on social media? Um, how do you prepare it for different channels in different formats, like whether it's square and sort of vertical, all that kind of stuff. So um, there's different chunks in different stages and we've kind of carved all of those up into different uh, steps. So many, many guests have told us that when you create a piece of content, then you should you should transcribe it afterward and make it a long form article with the transcription because it will push you so much in terms of SEO. And last week, an SEO pro was here and he said, "Forget it. It's not about anymore. It's not about the volume anymore. It's it's about uh, if if people actually read the article." So, what's what's your experience with that? I think it's really useful. I mean, I'm not an SEO expert, so I won't I won't uh, try and contradict anything that he said. But um, I think it's really useful, whatever you're doing, to repurpose your content and to turn it into lots of different formats because people consume content in all sorts of different ways. So some people will, some people prefer to read and don't watch many videos. Um, I, I actually don't watch that many videos because I don't. I find it, especially at the moment, I'm at home with the kids. There's always people talking. I don't have a quiet space to go and do it. So I, I'd actually prefer at the moment to read something. Um, but if you, one of the great things about video is it's a very rich format and you can pull it apart and turn it into lots of different things. So you can take stills from it. You can take audio from it for a podcast. You can chop it into smaller pieces for social media. You can transcribe it for podcast, uh, for, you know, for blog posts and things. So, you know, if, if, if you take time to research and create a piece of video, which sometimes can take a while, you definitely want to use the most, you want to get the most out of all of that research and thinking and all of those different ideas that you've put into it. Uh, and video is great to do that with, and you can turn it into lots of different things, which means then you can spread it out across the internet. You've got a lot more chance of people engaging with it and it for driving results as well. You have not a chance to pick one person for the strategy award when everybody's zigging. This person is zagging. Who is it? 
I really like what uh, John Svirian is doing on LinkedIn. He's a copywriter. He's quite well known on LinkedIn. If you're on that platform, you may have come across. And he he calls himself uh, relentlessly helpful. And um, you know, the other day when I kind of mentioned him and said, "Oh, I'd got a couple of ideas off his uh, LinkedIn profile," and I'd kind of emulated them, he actually did me a whole little video and sent it through and gave me a few tips and stuff. But he's he's just there, like always giving a lot. And um, yeah, he's good. Go and check him out, definitely. Oh, definitely. And what are the three books that shaped you most? Uh, it's tricky, isn't it? There's so many. Uh, and I'm going to try and avoid saying Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because that's the one that everyone always says. Uh, although, of course, if you don't know anything about kind of business and capitalism and how people make money, then obviously that's a great gateway kind of uh, introduction to it. But um, probably more recently, I really like Dan Norris's books. Um, he, all of his books are good. I could probably just do a list of three just from his, but I'll pick uh, Ask, which is um, it's really short, actually. It's only about 100 pages or something, and it's basically just saying, you know, if you're having to ask people, you know, you know, on social media, which is the best logo, then you're kind of going about it the wrong way. So, you're like, entrepreneurs aren't people who sit around kind of, like, you know, being insecure and asking everyone questions. They're people who get on with stuff, test things, try things, break things, build things again. Uh, so it's a book about confidence, which is really good. Um, the second one I really like is uh, Building a Story Brand, Donald Miller's book about story. That's really good from a video point of view and from a content point of view because he talks about how you don't want to be the leader in, in that relationship. You don't want to be the person standing up and kind of preaching. You want to be the guide. You want to be someone who leads your customer from A to B and offers them help and allows the customer to be the hero in the story. And I think that's a really useful and valuable point when it comes to positioning and how you position your content as well. Uh, and the third book is a book called Factfulness, which isn't a business book, but I read it this year because it's, I think it's on Bill Gates's top five list or something. And it's, um, it's about, it's really about how the world is kind of evolving from, from being very poor, a large chunks of the world, very poor a hundred years ago to much more affluent now and how those kind of different levels of poverty are rising up and some of the much more positive things that have happened. And I think in this, certainly in this last 12 months when we've had a lot of uncertainty, we've had a lot of stuff on the news and riots and people disagreeing and arguing and all that kind of stuff. It was just really, really nice to read a book that looked at the bigger picture and its main issue is just like, things are okay. I think we're kind of doing okay. You know, uh, we're doing a lot better than a lot of people will have you think. So that's a great book. This is a book that I give to everybody in, in, of my friends if they are negative about the world, like mm. look at the gap between the rich and the poor, etc. And all these things that, of course, bother, bother us. Uh, but whenever, whenever a friend gets stuck in a negativity thing, I give them factfulness because it's full of facts, of things that right. are getting better and better and better, education, etc. Yeah. It's a lovely book. Yeah. It's a lovely book. Much needed. Uh, right now for for our mood yeah beautiful um something you recently changed your mind about um i've changed my mind about the pandemic quite a lot <laughs> but i i that's maybe uh, there's probably a, a sort of more business focused thing that i could think about than than that so um yeah i i think probably 
in terms of content and in terms of this kind of things that we offer and I do, I'm less convinced now about the kind of the approach that a lot of people have for kind of top tips in their content. So, um, you know, there, there is, and I kind of touched on this a minute ago, there's a tendency within people's content and I've done I've done this as well in the past to kind of stand up and preach a little bit and go guys here are my tips for today you should do this and you should do that and and I think you know there was a while ago where that worked and I kind of feel like now that we've had quite a lot of content saturation and a lot of people doing that that you need to step up a bit more from that now so I think you know again it goes back to being the guide that if you can show if you can demonstrate you know, something that you've learned and say, look, you know, come here, have a look at this. This is what I learned this week from doing this, or this is what I've discovered, or here are some of the things that my clients are struggling with that we've managed to solve. If you can kind of turn it and position it a little bit, um, then you step away from that kind of like top tip sort of thing and into something that feels a little bit more organic and a bit more kind of, um, you know, relatable. And um, so I, I've tried to kind of move my content away from that now because uh, I don't think it works as well as it used to. I think people are kind of a bit a bit tired of it, maybe. Absolutely. And what are some examples that work, that you have seen working where somebody organically shares what's working for them? Uh, well, there was a... I mean, you know, there, there's... I mean, to be honest, you you don't even have to... It depends on your, the way you are in the funnel to a certain extent, you know, kind of as we were talking about before. But the thing is, is that you know, if you, if you're, if you're, if you're at the top of your game, right? If you've got like fifty thousand followers, you can stand up and say, you know, this is the right way to do things because um, because you've kind of got all that authority and you've built that authority up and you've got the proof. You know, you've got the followers or the revenue or whatever it is to kind of prove that. If you're not on that, if you're lower down on that path, if you're starting out, then uh, you you don't you don't really have the authority to tell people what to do or to tell people what works. So in that sense, you have to kind of show them, and and that's you can still you can still take examples from other places places and say, look, this is a you know this is a great example of where somebody did this and it worked. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to have the personal experience yourself. So, uh, I mean, there's a guy called Drew Davis who does a lot of public speaking, and I saw him speak. Uh, it was in a, an online event last year at Tomicon, actually, uh, which is run by um, Andrew and Pete, if you know them. And, um, you know, Drew, Drew gave this great talk about, you know, leading the audience all the way through. So, I mean, that was a really good example of that. You can't watch it online, unfortunately, because it was in a private event. But that's where I kind of, where that idea kind of sparked a little bit. Love it. Who should be my next guest? Uh, I think you should talk to Ash Borland. He's um, he's moving up in the personal branding space, and uh, I was on his his podcast before Christmas. And he's a really uh, he's an affable, interesting guy, and uh, he's got a lot to say around personal branding. So that's my my recommendation for that. Beautiful. Where can people stick around and get more of your content and your services? At the moment, uh, I'm doing a big push on my Facebook group. So if you go to uh, Facebook and search for Content Club RVT, which is Remote Video Team, the name of our company, then uh, you can join that group. And we're just talking about video marketing and strategy and content production, that kind of stuff in there. So that's a great place to be. Or you can come and just find um, 
the resources that we've got on remotevideoteam.com. Uh, I've got a free bunch of resources that you can access there, some training, and obviously we've got our courses and stuff there as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. David Kilkelly, everybody. Uh, step you. up your content creation game, your video game, and check David Kilkelly. Thank you for being on the show. Come back soon. Cheers. Thanks very much, Simon. Cheers. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.